It's time now for Empowered Family Talk with Francita Hallris. Do you want to empower families and young people in your community? Then take the time to make a tax-deductible contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. The Coach Tate Foundation is dedicated to helping young people and their families in learning and passing on the kinds of life skills that we all need to succeed. All too often, we hear about kids and their families having encountered life's difficulties that could have been easily avoided by knowing better decision-making skills. From anger management to money management to something as simple as learning to manage how we spend our time or how we use our job skills. Make a donation to the Coach Tate Fund. It'll help kids who need help and their families too. Make your contribution to the Coach Tate Fund. Get details at www.coachtatefoundation.com. And oh, by the way, thank you. Now listeners, we have special guests with us today, Mr. Jerry Lee. Mr. Daryl Neal, and Mr. Doug Buff, faith-based entrepreneurs who have learned to transition that provision to a vision that's helping our greater society. Take a listen in to my conversation with these three faith-based and faith-filled men on a mission in the vision and provision of the Lord. Listen in. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Good morning. It's family time. And welcome back, listeners. Listeners, today is episode four of our new leadership learning series entitled A Life in Transition on our pathway forward. And today's specific topic, listeners, is God's provision is in your vision. God's provision is in the vision. Amen. Listeners, we have a submittal today by our colleague Raymond Doward, and it reads as such, quote, the importance of a vision. The Bible says, listeners, in Habakkuk 2, 2 through 3, to write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Listeners, God has great plans for his men and women that they know, really have no idea of. Let me say that one again, listeners. God has great plans for his men and women that they really have no idea of. No one has talked to them about it or heard anything about it. But it is a revelation waiting to be revealed in the future. Now, listeners, this vision will be so great and awesome 
until the very thought of it will seem too good to be true. Listeners, it is a God vision, and anything other than this vision that is pursued after will only continue to keep one feeling unfulfilled until it is reached. Now, listeners, let's notate number one. Transition the provision in the vision. Understanding a vision. Now, listeners, the story of Abraham offering up his son in Genesis chapter 22 was a type and shadow of things that were to come under the, quote, dispensation of grace, unquote, Isaac, who was supposed to be offered up, listeners, as a sacrifice was a type of Christ who was offered up as a perfect sinless sacrifice. Now, listeners, this total vision that was to come to pass in the future was played out in detail by Abraham and his son, Isaac, under God's direction. Listeners, every vision God gives places, every vision God gives places the responsibility on him to provide for the vision, preserve, and protect that vision. Listeners, when I speak of vision, I am talking about a future event that is the will of God for an individual. It is similar to what a parent questions their child about as it relates to their future. A parent may ask, what is your dream? What do you want to be when you grow up? It is a predetermined event, listeners that is destined to happen in the life individual as long as they walk in their obedience to God's commands. And listeners, Abraham started the transition process to his provision for his vision by obeying God. Listeners, God tells him to take his son whom he loved and go to Mount Moriah to offer him as a sacrifice. The walk from Beersheba to Mount Moriah was between 50 to 60 miles on foot, listeners. And Abraham and his son arrived in three days. To start until the destination of a vision is a journey that one must venture into allowing the Lord to order one step. Reference Psalm 34, listeners, 37. Note number two, listeners. The vision, there is a place of a vision. What is the place of a vision? Well, and they came to the place which God had told him of. Genesis 22, 9. Listeners, as a person continues to walk in obedience to God and his word, there is a place where one will end up where things will begin to unfold at the right time because God is always a God of timing. Amen. Listen, at this place, Abraham built an altar. He laid the wood in order, bound his son Isaac, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. He stretched forth his hand and took the knife. Abraham went through one of the hardest moments of his life, listeners. 
But his faith was only tested because at the beginning of this story, the Bible says that God was testing Abraham. Now, listeners, for those who would say that this was a cruel and evil test, James chapter 1 says that God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempted he any man. So we find 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 in action, where it is said, God is faithful, listeners, who will not suffer one to be tempted, tested, or tried above that which they are able, but with the temptation, make a way of escape is provision that they may be able to bear it, listeners. During one's journey toward their vision, there will be a place in one's life, listeners, that will seem very hard to bear, but one must continue to persevere through obedience, knowing that God has provision for the vision. Amen. Listeners, persevere in hard times through obedience. Believing provision is just a hand. Let's notate number three, submission for the vision. Now, listeners, Abraham was an old man when he offered up Isaac, and his son Isaac was a strong young man who could have resisted his father, but he submitted to the will of his father. Just as in the broader sense, Jesus submitted to the will of his father God. Jesus said, not my will, but thine be done while he was in the garden of Gethsemane. Now, listeners, before provision comes for one's vision, one must submit to the will of God, the Father, even when you don't understand his plan for your life. He promises in Philippians 4, verse 19, that he will supply our every need, provision again, according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Listeners, Isaac had unanswered questions, but he submitted to the will of Abraham regardless. He asked Abraham, where's the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham never gives an answer. He simply says, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. Genesis 22, verses 7 through 8. Listeners, yes. Provision for the vision comes when there is submission for the vision. And listeners, we tend in today's society to not submit until we have all the answers. But knowing in advance is not faith. For faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 verse 1. Now let's notate, listeners, provision for the vision comes when there is submission for the vision. A word spoken in due season, listeners, how good is it in Proverbs? Our vision will have moments of emergency when we will need the provision of God's word and direction to guide us in the event that we get out of the will of God. Now listen, the will of God had changed within a moment's notice concerning Abraham and his son Isaac. 
Had Abraham continued to bring the knife down upon his son, he would have been out of the will of God and would have been become a murderer and Isaac a victim. And listen, how many people have walked in obedience but were not able to switch in a moment's notice when God said to because of tradition, but were not able to switch in a moment's notice when God said to because of tradition. Tradition, listener, says this is the way it has always been and a host of other reasons. And when the angel of the Lord called out to Abraham, it was a word spoken in due season and how good it was for Abraham and his son. Now, listeners, we must learn to switch in a moment's notice. If you are in the place where God wants you, listeners, today, your provision might be right where you are. Jehovah Jireh is the provision vision. The Lord will provide. Jehovah Jireh. This is Abraham found provision for his vision and called the name of the place where he was. Jehovah Jireh, which means the Lord will provide. Now listen, God will always flip the bill and provide for his vision that he gives his people. It is simply up to them to follow the biblical blueprint laid out in his word. Many people know God will provide, listeners, but they have problems believing that he will provide for them. So the name Jehovah Jireh is also personal, listeners, the Lord my provider, unquote. Amen. Thank you for listening to Empower Family with Francina Horace. With your donations, we are able to bring you God's word. You can go to www.coachtafoundation.com and press donate. That's www.coachtafoundation.com. Don't forget that God is always in your corner. Now, welcome back, listeners. This last note by one of our colleagues, Principles of Employing the Provision of Vision. Number one, listeners, it is your job to understand believe and write down your vision while it is God's responsibility to accomplish them. Number two, God often gives us dreams that initially confound us because he wants to make sure we don't attempt to fulfill them apart from us. Number three, God never gives you a vision without the provision for it. Amen. Number four, listeners, the ability and resources are available for what you were born to do. Yet your provision is usually hidden until you act on your vision. Number five, listeners, God has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Number six, prosperity doesn't mean that tomorrow's need is met today. It means that today's need is met today. Next, listeners, true prosperity means to be free from worry and fear. It reflects a state of contentedness that everything is necessary is being taken care of. Next, listeners, 
God has designed every purpose with its own prosperity. Notate, sometimes, listeners, God doesn't give us all the resources we need to fulfill our vision because he has called other people to provide them for us. Next, notate, listeners, your obedience to your vision affects not only your life, but also the lives of those who will work with you. Next, notate, when we go to heaven, listeners, most of us are going to be shocked at what was ours while we were here on earth that we never asked for. And he goes on to note, five specific ways that God provides the resources to fulfill our vision. And listeners, on that note, we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back and share those five specific ways that God provides the resources to fulfill our vision. Empower your family with the dynamic new book by Francina Holrus, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are. It's the book that gives you insights into life's problems. Francina Holrus is an author, motivational speaker, and national broadcaster who believes the answers to your problems lies within the knowledge that was once traditionally passed down by families. But that knowledge has been short-circuited by today's faster pace. The book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are, brings that accumulated wisdom to the problems that all families face. You'll find your copy of Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are at Amazon and at Better Bookstores. Empower your life with the dynamic new book, Our Sixth Sense and Purpose, The Power in Knowing Who You Are by Francina Holrus. Thank you for joining Francina Hallress on Empowered Family Talk. Tune in next week. Now, welcome back, listeners. And no take number one, five specific ways that God provides the resources to fulfill our vision. Number one, land and its inherent wealth. Number two, the ability to work. Number three, the ability to cultivate. Number four, the ability to persevere and preserve and reserve for the future. And number five, listeners, the ability to pass along the wealth, generational wealth. Let's take the focus points here, listeners. Focus point number one, whatever God's purpose is, listeners, he provides for it. Constitutional scriptures for your reading is Proverbs 16, verse 1. The preparations of the heart belong to a man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Ephesians 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. Focus point number two, listeners. The Lord has already prepared everything you would need before he created you so that you could do what you were born to do. Worry is the greatest sign of doubt in the Lord, listeners. The misconceptions of prosperity. Let's notate. 
the misconceptions of prosperity under this focus point. We think that prosperity means excess. This is why we worry when we don't already have the money in the bank to fund our visions. Constitutional scripture read for this is Luke 12 verses 16 through 21 and James 5 1 through 5. Listen. Focus point number three. People have the idea that prosperity means all our needs should be provided well ahead of time. Well, listen, Jesus addressed this misconception when he told his disciples in the Constitution. Read Matthew 6, 25, verses 31 through 33. Next focus point, listeners, prosperity doesn't mean that tomorrow's needs are met today. It means that today's need is met today. The nature of real prosperity, listeners. One of the Hebrew words that is translated, quote, prosperity, unquote, in the Constitution is saliv, which means tranquil, being at peace, being at ease, peaceable, and quietness. For example, read Psalms 30, verses 6, and Psalm 73, verse 3. Now, in my prosperity, I said I should never be moved. Psalm 30, verse 6. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Psalm 73, 3. Listen, us another Hebrew word for prosperity is shalom, which means peace, safe, well, happy, and health. Psalm 35, 27, and Jeremiah 33, 9. Psalm 35, 27, listen, says this, Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continuously, let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Amen. Verse 9, listeners, verse 9, Jeremiah 33, verse 9. Then it shall be to me a name of joy, a praise and an honor before all nations of the earth. Who shall hear all the good that I do to them? They shall fear and tremble for all the goodness and all the prosperity that I have provided for it. Now listen, the Constitution is saying that prosperity is peace. Prosperity is also harmony, listeners. When things are in balance, we say they are peaceful. Next focus point, listeners, keep in mind that true prosperity means to be free of worry and fear and reflects a state of contentedness that everything necessary is being taken care of. At least Jesus used an analogy from nature to assist in explaining prosperity. Constitutional scriptures here is Matthew 6 verses 26 through 27. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they? Verse 27, which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his statue? Second Peter 1 verse 3. As his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. 
Now listen us again, knowing God's will and purpose for your life is the key to your prosperity. And the constitutional scriptures to read further is Genesis 25 verses 29 through 24 and Matthew 5, 3 through 12. Next focus point, listeners, and final focus point. God wants you to have life. Notice the attitude in verse 5. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. If you notice, listeners, Jesus said earth, not heaven. Christians always think in terms of heaven because that is where their focus lies. Yet God didn't create humanity for heaven, listeners. He created us to fulfill his purposes on earth. And by the way, meekness means discipline or self-control. Amen. Our closing poem for today is entitled, As a Seed Becomes a Vision. God has planted a precious seed deep within our hearts the seed of a future vision that he wants to impart. As we are quietly being prepared to fulfill that which he's given, we must gently nurture the seed until the full-grown vision. God then begins to open doors little by little as we are led. So each opportunity we have in him is leading to what lies ahead. Then just at the time God chooses, we walk into what he has called so we can bless and be a blessing to others, sharing the love of the Lord. Amen by M.S. Laudes. Now, listeners, next week's episode five, transitioning from vision to mission. Stay tuned. Until next week, same time, same station. I am Francina Tate Hulress, your hostess.
You've been listening to Empowered Family Talk with your hostess, Francina Haldras. Be sure and join us next week and every week at this time for the program that brings you practical answers to the questions of the 21st century. For Empowered Family Talk, I'm Jack Bishop. Oh,